Blog Talk Radio. I was born by the river in a little tent. Mm-hmm. Like the river, I've been running, mm-hmm. running ever since. It's been a having a little bit of difficulties tonight. Uh, New York City, you're listening to The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lassiter, here at G-Radio New York City, where you can find your classic soul and R&B music, the music for your soul. I'm having a little bit of audio difficulty, but tonight I have conversations with the entertainer extraordinaire, Cole Hansberg. Now, Cole, is, Cole, how you doing, brother? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, Cole. How you doing, man? Good, good. It's You sound a little low. I can hardly hear you. Okay, can you hear me now? Is it better? Is it better, better, better now? Can you hear me now, Cole? Because here's the thing. I'm having, I'm having a little yeah, problems with the audio. Uh, yeah, we're good. I, I, I just turned my volume up. I hope we're good. Okay, cool. Okay, so, Cole, you're a native Washingtonian like me. Guys, let me tell you about this guy. This guy is truly an entertainer extraordinaire. He is the man, the myth, the legend. Cole, you got so many things happening. You got big dreams, and you're making it happen. Cole, tell me something. Tell us first before we go into what you're doing. Tell us, give us a little bit about your background. Well, Cole Hansberry um, has been performing um, on stage since the age of seven. Um, I started singing at the age of three, literally. (laughs) Um, And um, by the time I was 
before I even went into middle school, I had pretty much performed on every major stage in the D.C. area. Um, that would be uh, National Theater um, in D.C., did Wolf Trap. Um, wow. The Warner was, yeah, uh, Kennedy Center. Um, I was in two performing companies uh, out of D.C., uh, the Children's Urban Art Ensemble and the D.C. Youth Ensemble. And uh, through those through those companies, it gave me the opportunity to, you know, just perform all over the city. And even before I was doing, uh, even before I was in the performing companies, um, I like kind of toured the area singing at different churches and and that sort of thing so um I, i've been doing this a long long time <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so and, uh, Cole, Cole, are you a native washingtonian yes i am uh southeast washington dc congress heights wait, you up, <laughs> wait 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 you grew up in congress heights indeed indeed oh my god i grew i grew up on you good old road I was on the other end by Southern Avenue. Right, so all the way up the hill. So, Cole, so you where did you go to high school? Give me a, what made you get into music? Did, did you ever take music lessons, or was it something that it just came natural for you? It, it came, it came natural for me. Um, the first song that I like really kind of took to and my parents could tell that, okay, maybe this is going to be something. Like I said, around three, I sang uh, Natalie Cole's I Got Love on My Mind. Like I would sing it in her key and, you know, and it wasn't like a kid was singing. It, It was like, you know, it was making sense musically. And so, mm-hmm. you know, everywhere mm-hmm. we went, my parents would have me sing I Got Love on My Mind. I was a big Natalie Cole fan. And then came Stacey Lattisaw. <laughs> and <laughs> I like, know Stacey. Stacey and Kathy. Yeah, yep, I know them. Yeah, then came Stacey Lattisaw, and I learned her entire catalog. And so, you know, as a child, I could sing in, in, in her key. So, like, every album that came out, I I, I sang, uh, sang her music and, and, and stuff. And um, it's just amazing that, you know, you grow up and then, you know, Stacy is one of my best friends now, and, and I'm, I'm just so mm-hmm. grateful. Uh, we have a wonderful, wonderful friendship. We like to laugh a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. But, uh, yeah, so but so I'm that, but to getting back to your, getting back to your question, um, just uh, like honing my skills on the on the Stacey Lattisaw music is when you know that that's when it, things really started to pick up. Um, um, when I was in the sixth grade, uh, the Archdiocese of Washington uh, had a talent show for the. Um, elementary school kids and um mm-hmm. well for all the for all of the catholic schools and so they had mm-hmm. an elementary division and they had a high school division so i i um went and represented my school uh which was St. Thomas More Catholic School mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um for all of the catholic schools uh 
that year. It was actually no, that was '84. I'm sorry, that was '84. I wasn't in the sixth grade. I was, I think I was in the fourth grade somewhere. '84, um, 1984. I won. The elementary divisions for all the Catholic schools uh, uh, in the talent show. Um, I came in first place, so I won the school a trophy and I won me some money. <laughs> right. <laughs> so cool. Now, as as an entertainer, you call yourself. What is it that you call yourself? I know we'll get in later. We'll get into it later about you. You're doing the open mic night, but um, did you? Are you, What is it that you're looking for? You know, I see your promoter. Uh, do you play any instruments? Um, well, I've been fortunate enough. I have a good ear. So, um, you know, in writing music, um, I was encouraged by one of my uh, mentors, Mr. William Humper. He wrote the song, I Love You, Lord, Today. Um, because I mm-hmm. could hear the notes, he encouraged me to get a keyboard and kind of pluck out the medleys the melodies, the melodies <laughs> of the song, and um, and and he said he would work with me on the music. But when I got the keyboard, I was able to chord some of it. And and what ended up happening was I I began to be able to play enough to make a track. So I can do that, but to sit down and and play, no, I I can't do that. Right, right. But, Cole, let me ask you, um, are you looking to, is your dream to release a CD, travel? What is your dream when it comes to music? If somebody said, Cole, we're going to do this today, what would be your dream right now? There's so many things. There's so many things. But, um, you know, first first and foremost, I am an artist myself, Um, you know, I think what's kind of missing in the industry now is is just that that raw talent and um you know when when I was growing up we had Michael Jackson that just gave you a phenomenal show and you know not to to bash any of the artists now you know it it just doesn't have the excitement of going to see like a Michael Jackson concert or mm-hmm. going to see um a a Janet Jackson concert, you know, um, right. a lot of times now when you go see a concert, there's like a lot of light light boards and flashy lights and that sort of thing. And it's right. exciting, you know, just to see the flashing lights, but veering off of your questions. But I, no, I no, wanna, no, no, I, no, I, no. It's, it's your show. It's your show, brother. I just keep going. Knock yourself out, man. Yeah, I, I um, but the question that you asked was uh, what, what I want to do. First and foremost, like I said, I, I am a, a singer, um, entertainer. So, you know, I, I would like to uh, just kind of move in that, um, in that spectrum um, as my primary, um, as my primary thing, um, yeah. you know, to move in the, in the spectrum of uh, just, you know, being able to express myself in that art form. Uh, but right. as, as you mentioned, there, there is so much, so much else that I do, and you, you I, I, I heard you asking, um, but I don't think you got the question all, all the way out. Uh, you were asking what I, I title myself, and 
you know, I, I, I coined myself the Internet Superstar of the Universe uh, back in 2008. Uh, because, how did that come you about, know, Paul? How did that come about? How did that come about? So, so um, when Facebook started, um, when Facebook started, uh, it, so let let me backtrack a little bit. I was okay. telling you I was in a performing company called Children's Urban Art Ensemble when I was growing up, and mm-hmm. um, in that one of the alumni from the Children's Urban Art Ensemble is uh, Asian. Uh, uh, oh, my my tongue. I'm sorry, Asia. Um, Asia uh, Grayton. That's her maiden name, but uh, she's the 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 wife. The, the female half of Kindred the Family uh, Soul. She was also in uh, the performing company as well, and they they came here to do a concert. And she asked me, "Was I on Face?" That whole week, people had been asking me, "Had I been on Facebook?" I was like, "No, I, you know," because at that time, MySpace right. was the thing, and everybody was asking if you were right, on MySpace. Right. And I was like, "I'm not, I'm not do, doing that. I'm not doing that." Let me tell you something. That night, she asked me, "Was I on Facebook?" I went home, I joined Facebook, and I just started looking up all these people. I didn't go to sleep till the next morning. You know, by the time <laughs> the morning came, I had 300 friends just, you know, because I – so did, and so what ended up happening, I went to uh, college with Royal Watkins, who is a actor, comedian um, from, uh, from, from this area. He's in, in L.A. And, um, and through Royal's uh, network, it was – there were – a few of us that used to come together and do videos on uh, Facebook. Um, you have like Cato Hammond. There's a late, uh, young lady named uh, Nisi Troy Rawlings. Um, uh, right. You got Carrie uh, Vaughn that was on the Steve Harvey um, sitcom show. It, right, it was just right, a, right. You know, part of a series called My Showcase to the Universe where I would put up a song of me singing every week. And, um, you know, I started calling myself the Internet Superstar of the Universe, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, at that time it was about kind of promoting yourself. That was the beginning beginning of people trying to, you know, make things. This was even before the viral thing happened. It was just about people trying to make their way on the Internet, you know. And, um, and, And that's what I would like to do, you know, like we have all of the other, um, media mediums um but i think we can do a lot with the internet it's so vast and you have a lot of control over it yourself you know and so that would probably you know that would probably be you know exploring that not only for myself and 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 and, um given a platform for myself uh in the arts but you know I like to work creatively also behind the scenes as far as directing and, and writing. I have a few um, projects that I that I have written, like, you know, a web series. And so, you know, I'd like to produce some of that content as well for uh, the, the Internet. And, um, you know, I quickly got a following um, once I joined Facebook. I, I, I mean, Facebook is my thing. I know they have Instagram and Twitter and all of those things, but, like I really, really like Facebook. It just works for me, you know. Um, 
So right. Like, right. those are the huh? – Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. Those are the two – those are the two main things that, um, you know, I – you know, if you ask me today, like I said, myself as a singer, and then just exploring uh, creatively uh, – the platforms that I can create for myself on the internet and as well for other people uh, within uh, what, what I'm, what I have, you know, on the back burner as far as uh, things creative that I can bring in and produce content for the uh, internet. Right. Now, Cole, my question mm. is, you know, all the, you know, the great um, singers and now you can definitely sing you. I actually, I've heard you sing. Now, as you're prom- like you're promoting shows and things like that, being that you know we live in this Trump America, being a gay black man, then you run into a lot of opposition when you're trying to book shows or get venues that you want to sing at and perform. Who's a gay black man? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, everybody on my Facebook, you put it on my Facebook. You put it on my Facebook, y'all. Yeah, okay. Yes, I'm a gay, look, I am a gay black man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, you cracked me up, man. Cole, let me ask you, how come, you know, being in D.C., you know, I grew up when I was, I grew up in D.C. from the age of, I was born in D.C. Mm-hmm. and I, I left and I came back to D.C. when I was 13. D.C. has a lot of rock stars like yourself. How come you've never uh, – did you ever want to take on New York? You know what? Actually, I did. You know, I, I did, like, right out, out of high school, I wanted to go to New York. But my parents weren't very supportive of me going into um, into entertainment. And so, you know, that kind of – and, and I was I was raised pretty um, sheltered, and so I didn't know like that I could kind of go against them, and you know what I'm saying it was like right. do as they said, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So you right. know, and anything right. they said, you believed, um, and you know that I guess they were doing the best they can, and they were working with what they knew, you know what I'm saying. Um, right, right, and so right. you know, it was about you getting, you know, getting a real job, and that, you know, so you could have something to fall back on, and you know, or, right, or getting right. a real job because that wasn't that wasn't it, and so you know, they deterred me from it. But um, like when I sometimes when I sit and I look back, I was on my way. You know what I'm saying? When I look at some right. of my friends that are doing it, and some of my ex. Extended network that that you see on TV, it's like wow, that could have been me. But you know, you just have to trust that everything is happening in in God's time and and and, and you know God's divine order for your own life. You know, it, it, right. it must have been meant for me to go through all that I've gone through in order to and, and go down my path because. Yeah, like I mean, I literally could have been a, a child star um, when my right. parents um, did discover, you know, that I had this gift. Um, I had a meeting with the legendary Skip Mahoney um, of Skip Mahoney and the Casuals, 
Uh, oh, right. He's I a friend on my Facebook. I met him. Right. Um, you know, he was a major recording artist in the 60s, and um, and they were supposed to be working with me to, you know, try to produce me, and, and um, it just it just never it never tra- transpired. And you know, just moving through the the city, and like I said, uh, with some of the performing companies, we had an opportunity to even go out of town, um, like. Even I, I, I performed in Atlanta as, as a child before Atlanta was what it is now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, with the DC Youth Ensemble, I was also able to go to um, Chicago to perform at, I don't know if you remember, Fuller Hair Products. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we performed because um, uh, Carol Foster, the director of uh, – DC Youth Ensemble, that was her grandfather, um, Mr. Fuller was. And so uh, we went to go perform at the 60th anniversary of that, and that was back in the 80s. And, um, oh, my gosh, it was like, you know, it was an incredible opportunity. Like Jesse Jackson was there. Um, I had a chance to meet Al Green. But, you know, as a child, you meet Al Green and you – you know that's old people music. Like, <laughs> so I'm not green, and this is no big deal to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting here right, and not right, realized right. in the presence of who I'm in. You know, right. of who I. Oh my gosh, what I would pay to have that opportunity back again? You know what I'm saying? Like, right, like, right. I was not. I was not excited at that time to meet Al Green. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, let me take well, – what I'm going to do right now is take a station break, and I'm going to take some calls if people want to call in. You're listening to The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lasseter, here at G-Radio New York City, where you can find your classic soul and R&B music. Tonight I got the entertainer extraordinaire straight out of Washington, D.C., Cole Hansberry. Cole, don't go anywhere. I'm going to play a song, and we'll be right back at you. All right, brother? Okay.
Listening to The Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lasseter, here at G Radio, New York City, where you can find your classic soul and R&B music, the music for your soul. Tonight, tonight, I have the amazing, the man, the myth, the legend, the entertainer extraordinaire, Cole Hansberry. Cole, what's up? Wait, Cole, if you guys want to talk to Cole, call us at 917-889-9170. Now, Cole... I've been following you for some years now, and you know I've been seeing how you how you operate and how you run in and out of out of circles. And you're pretty smooth at it. You're a great promoter. You're definitely an entertainer, guys. I'm trying to get get Cole to do 
his own version of car karaoke. And he's still, I don't know, I told him if he's scared, get a dog. Cole, we're back. <laughs> Cole, mm-hmm. you're you, you take, you taking over D.C. like a storm. So tell us what's going on with you now. So um, I don't know if this is the space that you wanted to talk about it. Um, okay, we're, you, uh, well, we can, we can lead up to that. We can lead up to that. Wait, hold on. We can lead up to that. We still got a lot of time. So we okay. so tell me about so tell me about what who is one of who do you pattern yourself after? Like most people go with Patty LaBelle, you say you sing every uh Natalie Cole song. Who today do you feel like made a difference in your life in music? What entertainers? I'll tell you, there were several entertainers that I listened to, but uh, one one of the things that I taught myself earlier on was to listen to different different, um, singers. And so my sound, I think, is unique to my – myself, you know, um, they're like, I played some of my original music for people before and they can, they say they can hear influences, um, of, of different people. But I will say this though, um, uh, there is a sound that comes out of DC, um, that a lot of people, that are in the D.C. area have, like, grown an ear for. And it's like when mm-hmm. you hear that, when you hear that sound, um, definitely a D.C. sound. And, oh, um, oh where absolutely, I- absolutely, absolutely, Cole. Not to cut you off, but if you're looking at people, like, I don't know if you heard of a group called Father's Children, Skip Mahoney and the Casuals. Um, there's a few groups and a few singers that uh, look where GoGo came from. That all came out of DC. DC has its has its own sound, you know. Right, right, right. More specifically for me, I was I was listening to uh, old um, Union Temple is is a long Union Temple Baptist Church is a long time Baptist church here in in DC, and I was listening to um, an old recording. Uh, that they did uh, before, I, I think this was before uh, Richard Smallwood um, actually was an artist of his own. He uh, mm-hmm. he was, uh, I guess, a music director, music minister at Union Temple, him and uh, Wesley Boyd. Uh, Wesley Boyd is one of my mentors as well. He was original Richard Smallwood singers. And um, I never knew, I never knew that my sound actually came from them. So you have people like Donny Hathaway, Roberta Flack, Richard Smallwood, Wesley Boyd, that all learned from the same teachers at Howard. And I will say that I think my sound was crafted through being in the choir with Wesley Boyd. Um, and because when I listened to that uh, song, the late great uh, Mike Malone, when I auditioned for him for Black Nativity some years ago, he said to me, um, "You sound 
like Wesley Boyd. And nobody sounds like Wesley Boyd. You know, since I thought he was just blowing smoke up my, you know what? <laughs> but, right, right, right. Um, right. Into this old, this old um, Union Temple recording, and I saw exactly what Mike Malone was saying. So sometimes, and I and I and I hit Richard Smallwood. Um, I I hit him. Uh, you know, emailed him, and I, I I told him I was like, oh my gosh, so many t- so many times people go through life and don't even know why they sing the way that they do. When I heard that, right. I understood what my sound was. So mm-hmm. I, I will say that is my influence. I will say uh, Richard Smallwood. I will say Wesley Boyd, William Hubbard, um, Grammy Award winner Raymond Reader. Um, those are the people who helped me craft the sound that, that I have. Now, you know, there are artists that I listen to that I like. Um, uh, of course, like I said, Stacey Lattisall, um, uh Natalie Cole, uh, Peebo Bryson, um, uh, gospel artist Daryl Coley. I like Sarah Vaughn, uh, Faith Evans, D'Angelo Maxwell, you know, uh, right. some of the singers that are out now, like P.J. Morton, uh, uh, who else? Um Daniel Caesar, um, these are some, you know, her, these are some of the sounds that are out now. These are people that I like to listen to, but a lot of times when you listen to me sing, they don't hear those inflections, but I hear it, but, you know, I took it in and I bring it out my way. So because I've listened to so many people, like I said, I've, I've, created my own sound. Oh, another person, um, Tony Terry. I, I understudied him. Oh, in yeah. That, um, yeah. You know, yeah. I understudied Tony Terry in the um, production of Black Nativity that I was telling you about that mm-hmm. uh, Mike Malone right. uh, had me in. So, um, you know, that I, I will say that there there are similar tones that I think that I share with, with Tony. And, um, you know, Tony, that that's like a big brother, you know. Right, right. You know, no, no, uh, yeah. no, yeah. no, Cole. No, my question: I've, I've seen you listen to. What is your favorite genre of music? Uh, I, I'm definitely an R&B guy. Um, that you know, I, I love R&B, uh, but I do listen to a lot of things. Uh, you know, uh, of course, I, I I did two years of college at. Uh, Mm-hmm. University of the District of Columbia, and um, so of mm-hmm. course there was choral training. So you know you had to be classically mm-hmm. trained um, with uh, Mr. Sam Bond. Um, mm-hmm. And okay, call him yeah. But you, okay, go ahead. Well, you you, you, wait, you wait, know wait, you wait, have wait. classical. I, I I do love classical. I I love um I love j- jazz, and when I say jazz, like standard jazz, sometimes I'll listen to like. Like I said, Sarah Vaughn or even Frank Sinatra, you know, um, mm-hmm. all of the sounds. I, I I like blending the sounds, you know. It, right. it gives you right. just a broader range of creativity when you um, you know delve into all of the the sounds, you know. But I always try to bring it back to R and B, you know. 
Oh, good, right. Now, let me ask you this, Cole. What today, mm-hmm. what would you have told your younger self? You said what? What, what, you, being who you are, now, what would, if you could go back, what would you tell your younger self? Oh, I would tell, I would definitely tell myself to listen to myself and trust, <laughs> trust myself. Okay. Trust myself. Right. You know, like I said, you know, my, my parents kind of sheltered me. And so I was, I, mm-hmm. I operated in fear a lot, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. and there was no need for the fear. I was, I was on the path, you know, I was on the path. Uh, but wait a minute, you're still on the path. You, you sound, you, you sound defeated. Don't be defeated. You can, you can still be that superstar. You're still that superstar. You no, sound no, no, when no. you say. No, 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 you, no. You, you, you can... I'm not defeated. I'm not defeated. I'm not defeated. I'm just talking about what was. That's all. I'm not. Okay. I'm not defeated okay. at okay. all. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I talk to you a lot. I was, you, you, you know me. You're not defeated by any means. I don't even. Do you think you have reached the peak of the great Cole Hasbro? No, I have been. You, you never reached the peak. You know, it. Once, once, once you feel like you've arrived, you know. It's done, you know, because what else is to do if you think you've done it all? You know what I'm saying? You, right, right. How do you, uh, how do you reinvent yourself? How do you reinvent Cole Hasbro? Um, I go with what feels good in the moment. You know, you have to live in right now. <laughs> you have to live in right yeah. now. You know, you can't live in the past. You can't live in the future. Um, and so I go with what feels good in the moment we may say that that's not a good thing, but you, you have to live in the right now. You know, you have nothing right. else but right now. Nothing else is promised. Right. Mm-hmm. Where do you see yourself five years from now? Cole Hansberry is going to be where and doing what? Five years from now with Greg, La- with Greg Lassiter's help. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, where are you, you going to be? Where are you going to be? Gonna, where are you going to be? I, I am going to be an untouchable. Is cursing allowed? Or you? Huh? Say that again. Say that again. I said it. You said you're going to be where? cursing allowed? Is cursing allowed? Yes, cursing allowed. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're not governed by the FCC. So go ahead. Okay. Yes, I, I, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be like close to an untouchable bitch in years from now. That's what I'm gonna be. Okay. You know, if you if you if you could perform anywhere in the world, one you're you're the only act, no opening act, a one man show, an hour two hours long. Where would it be? Oh my gosh! Um, where would it be? I I don't uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I never even thought about that. I I think I would want it to be. I I think I would want it to be somewhere here in in DC. Um, really? If you got uh, the whole world, I, you have the whole world. Where would it be? You you can only think of DC. You know. Because I have, you know, in in my life I have traveled, and there's nowhere like home. 
You know what I'm saying? No, like, that's true. That's right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and you, I, I, as you know, the best concerts come to D.C. A lot of artists, people don't know, a lot of artists come to D.C. to kick off their tour so that they know what to do for the rest of the country, you know. So, like, when Janet came, we got almost like a three-hour show, but every other city right. got like two hours, you know. So they right, they right. come here and they test this show. You know, most people say if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. But it really is, you can make it in D.C., you can make it anywhere. So that's why, you know, I, I would like to do it in D.C. You know, you have to do it on proving proving. Um, proving ground and and that's why I would that's why I would choose DC but I just don't know you know what what venue um you know I I, I mm-hmm. you know cuz there's so many now you know there's mm-hmm. so many uh now I I I think um like on a large scale um Maybe uh, maybe the Verizon or whatever Capital One Arena now. Uh, All right, I, right. I, would, I would like to do there. Um, you know, if we were talking about a great big venue, if we were talking about an um, intimate um, venue, I could do somebody's living room for real. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> right, right. Who would be your or, perfect or audience, though? Um. Right now, right now, I can say my perfect audience would be uh, Cole Hansberry. Five years from now, it would have to be arenas because I like lights, I like sets, I like smoke, I like the light boards. You know, um, Beyonce, yes. Beyonce, they doing okay. They doing okay. Like I said, I ain't going to knock them for what they doing, but I just know Cole Hesberry can do so much more. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So, Cole, let's let's talk about what's coming up. Tell us in depth what are you doing Monday and how, where is it going to go from there? Give us the whole spiel. How did it all come about? So, um, you know, it's uh, like kind of going back to what you what you were asking. I was actually sitting home one day, and um, I my name was tagged in a Facebook post. Um, they were looking for somebody who could be a. I don't think he had the right term terminology. They wanted a music director. They wanted someone to bring music to this particular venue. And so I thought it was going to actually be a yeah, that's what they were really looking for, somebody to come in and fill up the nights. Uh, And so uh, what was I going to say to you? Um, So I thought it was going to actually be a job, but once I got there, you know, they were looking for like spot nights and stuff like that. So Monday, this coming Monday, we're doing a pop-up presentation of a show that I used to do in D.C. called the Monday Night Spotlight, uh, which is an open mic forum. And um, the way that I pattern my open mic is after I used to go to New York back um, 
in like ninety like ninety four through ninety six to this uh club called Nels and there was a guy in there, yeah. uh the late uh, Teddy Teddy B. He used to host the open mic there and um like all the stars would come in there, you know, just to drop through and I was like, I want this for D C. I want I want this for D C because, you know, there was an open mic scene but, you know, it was almost like going to do karaoke. We did not right, have right. what New York would. I mean, like, one night I was in Nell's, um, Mario Van Peebles uh, came in, and one night I was there, and uh, who else? Uh, Slick Rick was there. And then the, the actor from New Jersey Drive came and performed. And some of, this is what I'm saying, some of those performers that were on that on that stage, um, one of my good friends from New York, Miss uh, Mitch Matlock, like she was just doing open mic. Next thing you know, she's singing background for Monica, Faith, uh, 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 Alicia Keys. You know, she was behind the, the biggest ones, and these are my peers. You know what I'm saying? Then right. you know, I had an opportunity right. to met me. Uh, Melody Daniels, this thing background for Mariah Carey, um, and so like I said, it was just like that. That like professional musicians were coming out. It was almost like a professional musician jam session. So I wanted to bring that to DC, and I tried and tried and tried and tried for years. And what ended up happening was I was uh, working at a bar at the time called the Library Bar and Grill, and a, a, a guy named Delonte Briggs came in to do an open mic. And, um, and you know, they had a few people come in every week or whatever, but not really much of an audience. And so I asked Delonte, I said, well, you know, can I, can I host it? If I bring, you know, I'll get some more people and we can even get some more acts and stuff like that. And so, started working with Delonte, hosting the show, like, we tripled the amount of people in one week, um, you know, the week that I began to host the uh, show, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I, we did that, and then Delonte just, I, I don't know what happened, um, but he kind of, like, either got busy or something, and kind of fell back, and it all fell on me, you know, and so I started running mm-hmm. this open mic, and um, we moved to one other location, and um, and, and then uh, you know sometimes when you're dealing with like club owners and promoters, you know how they go. And so we ended up ending. Right. Um, and then the library also closed too, so that was a part mm-hmm. of it as well. Um, it's something else now. So um, right. you know. Uh, I've I've always wanted to bring that um, that platform back again. It's for professional musicians to come together and network, and and not just uh, musicians and singers um, and and entertainers, but also um, supporting um, elements to uh, to entertainment. It's, you know, managers and 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 lawyers and. Uh, and hairstylists and photographers, all of those kind of people come out. I have one story where uh, a young lady that was a poet and also an author, she was able to connect 
through a designer, and they she got a publicist out um, just coming to the open mic. So, you know, they, these are the kind of connections that I, I like to see happening in, in the room. It's not just about, you know, just coming and yodeling on the mic and everything. But um, right. so Monday we're going to be at Ben's Next Door. I didn't mention that. We're at 1211 U Street. It's directly across the street from the U Street um, uh, subway station. Um, it's sandwiched in between Lincoln Theater and the historic Ben's Chicken Bowl, so you can't miss it. You know, as soon as you come up out of the subway, you can just walk directly across the street. There's no cover, but um, I am asking um, folks that are coming to, um, you know, call and make uh, table reservations because there is a table. There are table minimums for certain tables, and um, and the space is limited, so. You you just want to make sure that you can secure your seat in space. And I do believe that it's going to be standing room only. We we have a, a special surprise um, celebrity guest that will be in the building on uh, I Monday. I know who it is, but I won't say anything. Uh, I, I know who it is. I, so, so how does that work? If you are an artist and you want to come to your open mic night, say I'm a singer and, I, and there's a house band, correct? Right. So what do I do? Sign. How does tell us what the process is for those who are coming, um, just to sing or do poetry or whatever. Just to sing. How would that? How would that work on an open mic? Well, you will want to come uh, at eight o'clock. That's when I'm going to be doing sign up for uh, for entertainers, performers, and uh, I put your name on the list. And um, there is not like a. It, it's not like you know first comes first serve on the on a list because there is a continuity that has to happen with the show. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 I can't go from high and then just drop it down to, to low, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I have to right. play around with the list so that, you know, there's a continuity to the show and we don't, we don't lose it. But, um, you know, everybody that signs the list and I, I say, you know, that you're going on, we get you on. And generally we can get through, 20 to 30 acts in a night. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, it, it, you know, it, it, it goes it goes by, uh, you know, because yeah, we, we, you know, the show starts at 9, and we generally finish by, um, we try to finish up around 11. We may go a little bit past 11, but never past midnight. So well, You um, can get 30 acts in two hours? Yeah, you can. You can, you know, because okay. you're talking about if you – you know, talk, talking about five minutes, you know. Um, so, 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 if, say if I wanted to come in, if I wanted to, if an actor, I think I wanted to come in and do a Luther tune. So you would tell the band, um, I want to, do you guys know this tune? Can you, can you play this? Or would they, would, would they just play along? How would that work? So what, so what happens is um, as I'm, as I'm hosting and as my co-host, Ms. Roz White, uh, and, you know, we're taking the mic, um, you know, we talk in between. So, like, the artists, they have an opportunity to go over and talk to our MD, and he'll get the key, and, you know, they'll figure out what song, you know. And he's pretty good. He's he, he been able to pluck out pretty much everything that anybody has ever asked to do, 
you know, poet. He'll put music up under your poetry or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes people just come up there and they, they'll start singing and he'll he'll just jump in with them, you know. Uh, but I do give everybody an opportunity to just go over to him and, and they pick out the key and everything. Um, there's so many ways that we can keep the show moving. So if I have a comedian on, you know, they can be finding out the they can be finding out the key for the next musician coming, you know, if the comedian is on it, or if I'm talking or whatever, you know. Yeah. What's not acceptable in open mic night, in your opinion, in your open mic night? Like, what it, is look, it? Look, <laughs> I, I said it yesterday on, on a live, like I said, learning from Teddy B. This is a professional's open mic, and, you know, if, if you can't cut it, I'm not going to – I'm not going to do um, an Apollo on you in the sense of a Sandman, but, um, you know, as soon as I can kind of break in, um, we will break in and kind of, you know, <laughs> move right. on to the next act, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that, there was a guy that used to come to an open mic and people used to think it was funny. And I don't like to make fun of people either. So right, they would right. they would want the dude to get up just so that they could laugh at him and you know what was his singer like, was no, his singer that, he was a dude off the street that whatever I I don't know what to do <laughs> it's, it's, I think he was that yeah, was just something <laughs> but the, we don't we don't um like I, I prefer not to have like cursing and uh and and you know the late great uh Ron Grant that did uh open mic um you know and it's like kind of the godfather of open mic uh for New York mm-hmm. he was like if you do curse make your curse words mean something so you know right, right. if you just get in up there talking about bees and hoes and that's that's right. not going down on my on my right. on my stage, right. but um, right. Uh, Have you ever had to kick anybody know. off the stage? Because of that? Uh, um, no, I haven't. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. So where I, do we go? Where do we go from after Ben's? Is this going to be at every week or once a month? Um, Ben's next door. How often is that? And where are you going to go after tomorrow night? What is what are your plans after that? Uh, it, it is it is a test show, so um, we're gonna see if Ben's wants to um, pick it up. That's as much as I can say right now, uh, because you mm-hmm. know they do have first dibs right now uh, on on this uh, on this platform. So you know, hopefully hopefully it'll work out there. Uh, hopefully it'll work out there. That's all I can say. <laughs> right? Would you be if you had your choice? Would you do it every night? Not every night. I think once a week is sufficient. Mm-hmm. Do you have yeah, any guys to follow? No, I don't. I don't. No, I, really? I don't have a desire. Well, we, we got a call. I don't have Hold to... on a second. Hold on a second, Cole. You're listening to D-Radio a... New York City. Uh, you're on the air, caller, with Cole and myself, Greg. Hi, Cole. Greg, it's Tina. I was trying to call. I was in the car, but I was listening to the show. And, Cole, I want to say you have a beautiful voice, and I think you should put it out there more than on Facebook. 
Well, look, with Gregory Gregory Lasseter's help, we that's what we get ready to do. <laughs> right, and and I wanted you and I wanted you to um, tell because I know some of the listeners are younger kids, and I don't know how how I, I think I heard you say seven. I'm not for sure, but I'm one of those parents who. I believe in supporting your your children. Greg will tell you because my my son yes, yes. is he's been on Greg's show and he's opposite. I mean he did he was into the rap, which his mama did not right. like rap that much. But <laughs> I still was you know I don't kill dreams. So what would you tell kids and parents? Like what would be your advice to them and the kids too? Because like my son when he was young, my son kept talking about how he was going to be. And Sports Illustrated, this and that, a lot of people, but his mama was like, oh, no. And my son was in Sports Illustrated. I have the magazine downstairs on my desk. (laughs) (laughs) So what is your advice to the musical, you know, all the the kids, young kids, young adults who are, you know, dealing with that same issue? Looking back on it, what would you? I would tell tell them to. Um, first, listen to the listen to their own voice. Always listen to their own voice, and know that what you are hearing from your own voice and and, and what feels natural to you is right. And so, if you cannot do it within the confines of your of uh, like your parents' household, you know, wait until you can yeah. get to an age of where you can do it yourself and, you know, and and follow it and and make it happen on on your own. You can do it. You can do it. That's what I would tell the, that's what I would tell the children. I would tell adults, I would tell parents, please support your children. Um, um, If they say they want to go to the moon, find a course on how to go to the moon. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. if they're asking about doing something that, um, like, not a lot of people are doing, you know, because when you talk about doing something that a lot of people aren't doing, the, the market isn't saturated. And they can corner mm-hmm. the market in that particular arena, you know. Um I, I'll give you an example. There was a young lady. She wanted to be a vet, and it was during right before Obama um, became president. And you remember when we had the uh, the financial crisis right before Obama? Right. And right. And the lady told her daughter, "Why are you gonna be a vet?" Ain't nobody, ain't nobody buying no pets now with the way that the, the economy is and it's like it's like wait a minute you telling her dream not killer like vets ain't just for pets did you no, know that but, not, but, but right you know, and you know some parents is, i would say this a, some parents <laughs> some parents live through their kids and it's like i'll take for example especially in sports not saying all dads do this, but I've been around some because my son's coaches used to literally sit me beside parents who were dream killers. But anyway, right. that's a whole other story. But um, this one guy, I remember he was he was talking about his um, son playing sports. He was not good. He got cut from a team, this and that. And he's telling his son, 
who got moved up. He was a freshman. He was playing on varsity. The first thing his dad said, instead of congratulating him, his dad tells him, oh, you're going to, they're probably going to use you as a practice dummy, blah, 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 blah. They sent him by me two, I guess it was two weeks later. I asked him, I said, what do you think of your son now? Because the boy was shooting threes out of the gym. I mean, he was good. He wasn't his dad. And a lot of parents, you know, they, they got to, they got to get off that horse about, you know, living right. with their kids. They right. really do. Now, Cole, my question to you is, Cole, did you ever take voice lessons? Uh, well, you know, like I said, when I went to UDC, that was uh, formal training. And I always was in choir. So, so like, for me, that was my training. Um, and I always had the best choir directors. Um, right. Uh, from, I mean, from the very beginning, my first so, Greg, let me go back to one of your first questions. That's how I discovered, okay. like, the voice, uh, Mr. Jeffrey, uh, Mr. Jeffrey, uh, uh, he gave me a solo, and I was in this uh, youth choir at church, and all of the kids were were uh, much older. They were teenagers, and I was mm-hmm. just in the third grade. And um, he gave me this solo, and I was trying to sing like the big boys. I couldn't sing down that low, not not in real life. <laughs> so, so, so nervous that Sunday. And when I opened my mouth, my nerves made me sing the song uh, Octave Higher, which was in soprano. And the whole time I'm singing this song, I'm like, I am fucking up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but after um, after it was over, that's that's where, where that's where I discovered my voice. Third grade, I discovered right. my voice um, in in, a, in the choir. So, you know, Jeffrey Scott, um, uh, he was out of Rehoboth Baptist Church. Um, but mm-hmm. he taught us little Catholic Catholic kids. Uh, he gave uh, gave us uh, gospel, and then from there went over. Uh, my pastor was um, uh, and now he's bishop, uh, um, arch or patriarch uh, Stallings. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mm-hmm. you know broke away from the Catholic Church and started his own um, uh, rite of Catholicism called the African American Catholic Congregation. But at the time, he was at Saint Teresa of Avila Catholic Church. So uh, it was a black Catholic church. Um, nothing about it was like, you know, of course we had the rich, the Catholic rituals, but for the most part it was like Ooh, going was to Catholic. any Baptist church. Uh, right. It was so like Cole, going to any other uh, – uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It was like any other Baptist church. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, we had been on TV. We won the Kentucky Fried Ticket chicken gospel competition and um you know my my choir director there was miss estabelle watson and then uh from there uh but before that was i don't know if you remember a group called frank cooker and the positive people absolutely absolutely you're not that old bro how do you remember that right you're not that old he, <laughs> yeah, because he he got an old he did who who sugar was up yeah. Absolutely. He was he was one of my first choir directors, Frank Cooker was. Right. And so wow. um 
Right. And so then, then that was Miss Watson, and then after that uh, was when it was Wesley Boyd. So like I said, uh, Wesley definitely, you know, they came out of the Howard Gospel Choir, and so, you know, uh, 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 Wesley really created that, that Richard Smallwood sound and stuff. And so, you know, that's where, I, like like I said, dealing with, with uh, William Hubbard and, and Raymond Reeder, and, you know, that's, that's where my sound comes from, you know. And, and that's, right. that, that would be my training. And then, like I said, I was in the Children's Urban Art Ensemble. So, you know, we did um, training, like theater training vocally. And then uh, at UDC with Mr. Sam Bonds, uh, that would be my training. But it, like for the most part, it's it pretty much natural. It came, just came out, like I said, at the age three. You know, when I started. Do you do you sing every day, Cole? To like warm up and practice. Um, I, to be honest with you, sometimes I can't. It's just you know, it's too much. Too, you know, too much life happening right now for me right, sometimes right, to even right. think. But, but um, you know, I do find myself humming sometimes in, it, just in my own world and people will look up and, you know, they, they can right. tell it's something a little different than just anybody else humming. So it always is encouraging, you know. Right, right. You're listening to the, you're listening to the Quiet Storm, and I'm your host, Greg Lassiter. Here at G Radio New York City, where you can find your classic soul. In R&B music, the music for your soul. And tonight we have the entertainer extraordinaire, 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 Cole Hansberry. <laughs> Cole, Cole, my question, again, one of my questions are, um, I'm, I'm thinking, um, it sounds like the church had a big influence on, 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 your, on your career, like on your singing. Is that, is, am, am I hearing that right? I said, it sounds like the church had a big influence on on you singing. Am I hearing that right? Um, it, it, it I, I will say it had some, um, it, it, it had some, um, so, some of, like I said, the, the, I, I, I'll say maybe fifty percent because you know I also did theater as well. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, theater has had training, and then I just like music. So, you know, listening to the R and B greats, I would like listen over and over. Like I said to people, Bryce and I would listen over and over and over to him. You know what I'm saying? So, it just didn't come from one one source. You know, right? But you know what? I've, I've interviewed a lot of people, and. And when I ask these people, these entertainers, these singers, some of their influences, they all said the same thing. They said to one person, but you did not say this person, Luther Vandross. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I mean, I I like Luther, um, but he really wasn't one of my influences, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, because right. the thing is, because my voice was always so high, I always listened to a lot of female um, artists because that was what I could sing, you know. Right. What is your voice range? What is your voice range right now? I'm a first tenor. Hey, Cole, yeah. you want to sing? A, you want you want to give us a bar? You want to sing? You, hey, look, let's do this. 
Greg. You're in the elevator with me. <laughs> Cole, you're in the yeah, elevator you know, with you me. You know, you got to be ready. Cole, Cole, hey, hey, yeah, hey, hey, wait, wait. Cole, you're in the elevator with me, and you've been trying to get in touch with me forever. And I said, Cole, you got to give me your elevator pitch. So, Cole, give me 30 seconds of a song that you of yours that you can sing. Of mine? <laughs> Or any song for that matter, just to see if I can hear, see if you can sing. I, what I'm what I'm trying to do, oh. I have over seven hundred thousand people listening to the show right now, and I I'm looking no at the numbers and they're growing. <laughs> no pressure. I want I want I want my audience because uh, I didn't I, I couldn't upload your track for some reason. I want my audience to hear a little bit about you, a little bit of how you can sing. Are you prepared to do that? I guess you, Greg. I just tell you. <laughs> Cole, you know I always will put you on the spot. But you know what, Cole? We'll save that. I'll save that. It's got to be right. I know, but I'll save that for another time. Cole, I look. Everybody, I'm, I'm getting these. I'm getting these uh, inboxes. It's on your page that you're trying to raise money. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and how to get a hold of how how can people get in touch with you? I. I I can't hear you. There's some background noise. Some, some background noise? Hold on a second. Who's background? Tina, oh, that's that your background? Hold on. That, yeah, I just closed the door. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I've heard people say they read, they saw your page, and you're trying to raise money. What? Tell us about you're, you're trying to raise money. So, one of my, one of my passions has, since a child, um, and I, I don't know if, if if this was the major influence to it, but um, when I was, uh, it was uh, gosh, I'm gonna say probably in the seventh or eighth grade, um, uh, uh, a close family friend that I, you know, everybody is your cousin, you know, when you have close <laughs> family friends. But you know, I right. call him my cousin. He went. He went to. He went to jail because of an incident that happened at his high school. He went very young. Um, I think he was right. maybe seventeen when the incident. Always had a passion for, wanted to provide opportunities for ex offenders um, and mm-hmm. at risk adults, not, uh, not just kids. Uh, you know. Adults that are at risk, I, I believe as long as you have breath in your body that there's an opportunity for a change. And I look at, you know, re, the reentry population, as, you know, they, they, they come out and they don't have, you know, skill sets in order to, you know, maneuver and make good money, you know. And so my ultimate dream would be to – create opportunities for uh, uh, ex-offenders coming home to get jobs and training within the entertainment industry. And in order to do that, I'm trying to give him some property about two years ago, but there's nothing that I can do with it because it needs a complete renovation. And um, mm-hmm. we're going to create an Internet broadcast studio. But just because it's an Internet broadcast studio, we'll, you know, we'll do content for the Internet. But, um, you know, we, we will also be able to record there, um, you know, for 
like CDs and that sort of thing as well. So, um, but where we can pair professional entertainers or professionals in the entertainment industry with ex-offenders so that they can learn, uh, so that they can learn these skills like light and sound. And even if they want to be on stage, they can come into this space and they'll be able to learn, and we hope to be able to find them jobs. Like I mean, like you mentioned, I am really connected, and so it's like when I hear something, I can, like, shoot somebody. If you need a sound person, if you need a lighting person, you mm-hmm. know, if you need somebody mm-hmm. to do graphics, um, you know, I'm willing to teach people how to be managers, you know, um, that that right. sort of thing. Um, so I, I'm looking dollars um uh, in order to renovate and the space and get the equipment and um and um it the space is in Baltimore so it's in a a community that kind of needs um uh, it's uh it's in a community that needs that right now you know mm-hmm. um and before the gentrification oh. comes through that area you know how would they so, give you? How um, would they get? How would they get? How would they make a donation? Did you do you have so cash I, app? Do you know, Did you do a GoFundMe page? I'm go, I'm doing it straight through Cash App because we you know we don't want to have to deal with like the fees and all of that. So uh, my Cash App is just the dollar sign and Cole Hansberry, all okay. one word. C O C O L E R Y. Okay, Cole, tell us, I got a few more minutes and I'm going to play music before we go. Tell us about Monday, how we, when, what, where, and the phone number. And how can we get in okay, touch with so, you? So um, Monday, again, is at Ben's Next Door, uh, 1211 U Street Northwest in Washington, D.C. Um, it's sandwiched in between Ben's Chili Bowl, and the Lincoln Theater, and directly across the street from the U Street subway station. Um, I, like I said, I'm telling everybody to please, please, please make your reservations before Monday because it's going to be standing room only. The number two of uh, Ben's Next Door is 202-667-8880. Again, the number is 202 202- Six six seven eight 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 zero. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. All of them is Cole Hansberry. All 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 one word. C O L E H A N S B E R R Y. I do have a fan page on Facebook, and that's where I'm accepting everybody now. Those two private pages don't even try to come there because it's, it's, it's just too much. I have to try to condense those pages now. <laughs> so if you can follow me, um, follow me on my fan page on, on Cole Hansberry, that's where you can get uh, get me the most. I am, I need to mention this, I am uh, represented by the Weems firm out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, uh, Mr. Antavius Weems is also uh, represents the Braxton Girls. He also represents um, Angie Stone, uh, two of the members of 112. I don't have Antavius' number. If you're looking to book me, though, if you look up the Ween Firm in Atlanta, Georgia, you can Google it. They can, um, you know, they can um, 
get me booked and everything. You just call the wing firm, and I'm willing to go anywhere. I do have a band. Um, I'm also on YouTube if you want to see me singing, um, putting Cole Hansberry, Everything Must Change. Or on Facebook, you can uh, put in Cole Hansberry, My Showcase to the Universe, and you can see some of the work that I've done as well there. Cool. Cole, I want to thank you so much, brother. And um, thank you for coming on. Uh, next week, I'll have you on TV. Guys, you guys, everybody follow me. I got 5,000 and almost, what, almost 5,000 people on my social media. Guys, you know, uh, I follow Cole Hansberry. He is, the, he is definitely the entertainer extraordinaire. Tina, I want to thank you for calling in. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening to us tonight, the conversation with Cole Hansberry, the entertainer extraordinaire here at G Radio. New York City, where you can find your classic soul. Thanks for having soul, me. R&B music. Hey, man, I'll talk to you after the show. I want to thank everybody. Okay. All right? Okay. See you guys soon. Okay. okay.
You've been listening to The Quiet Storm here at G Radio in New York City, where you can find your classic soul and R&B music, the music for your soul. Tonight, the special guest was the entertainer extraordinaire, uh, Cole Hansbury. You guys, I want to thank Cole, and I want to thank everybody for listening to us tonight. We'll be back next week with The Quiet Storm, and I have a special, special, special guest. Um, that's going to show up. Um, I won't tell you who it is just yet, but you guys just stick around, watch, watch my social media and you will see who it is. And I want to say this, um, shoot for the moon. If you miss, you are still among the stars and guys, you know what? Always live your dream. Live your dream, live your dream, live your dream. And uh, again, I want to thank people, thank everybody for listening to us tonight and your comments. And if you have anything to say, you guys know how to reach me. Until next week, um, peace. We're out. Generating